Amen. This time I turn it over to our pastor. Praise the Lord. What a wonderful Hallelujah. word. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, let us pray. Father God, Lord, I thank you today for how you connect puzzle pieces without us knowing what the final picture looks like. Father, I thank you for how you have connected, hallelujah, us in word and in understanding. Father, I pray that as we go into your word on today, Father, that it is all about you, Father. And I pray that any interruptions that gets in the way of us taking in what you want us to hear, God, we cancel that out in the name of Jesus. Devil, you're not welcomed here on this Zoom. Father, I pray that you'll give us a life-changing message on today. One of those words, God, that we will never um, forget. Father, I thank you for Pastor Mahone and Overseer, God, and for using them for your glory. God, my prayer is that the enemy does not separate as he desires, because when you're separate, you're not a whole. Father, I thank you, Lord God, Mm. that we stand on the same uh, 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 Jesus as Pastor McKinney said, there is only one God. And his name is not man. His name is Jesus. And Father, I just thank you for all that you're doing for us. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. amen. Today I want to just bring to our recollection that each of us has a gomer in us. And to never forget that that Gomer that is a part of us. And also in knowing that not to give up on the Gomers in our lives. In other words, remembering that we too were once there. We too had to endure something. We too had to struggle with something. And in going through things, sometimes we don't understand God's plan in the midst of our situation. Uh, Sometimes God will allow us to be in situations that look irrational. We don't understand. God, did you, why are you allowing me to be in this situation. And God wants us to come to the place when we are not wavering in our willingness to obey him. We're not gonna understand everything that we are in, but God does expect us to understand that the battles that we are in are not too much for us, that it is also a part of God's plan. In other words, God wants us to see the triumph before the brawl begins, before the fight begins, before the struggle begins. God wants us to see, as Pastor Mahone says it, victory in the midst of our circumstances. Why? Because others are watching us and they are depending on us and they are learning from us. So we can't be wavered in our thoughts and in our obedience 
to God. Hmm. What's a wayward person? A, some, someone that is, is stubborn, someone that is uh, independent, uh, relying on himself. A, way, a wayward person is, is, is someone who's determined to do things their own way, determined to work out their own problems, determined to be depressed, determined to be down. Why? Because they want to satisfy the flesh. Yet they say, I don't want to have to go through something. But when they're going through something, they entertain the depressed parts of it. And that is not of God's plan. God wants us to look past depression, look past failure and see that this may look strange, but I know God is going to bring me through. There is a Gomer in us. There are gomers in other people for the Bible says that we all have sinned. We all have done something. That part. And we're all mm -hmm. going to have to face the fact that there is a part of gomer in us. And that was the reason why he chose to die. Turn your Bibles to Hosea, the first chapter. Hosea. The first chapter, the first through the third verse. Pastor Mahone, can you read that? Ten, Hosea, the first, the first chapter, the first through the third verse. God's going to share a word on this morning. You guys just watch and see. Amen. He's going to bless your socks off. I believe. Anybody have it? First chapter? What? First chapter, the first through the third verse. Yes, the word of the Lord. The word of Jehovah that occurred to Hosea, the son of Biri, in the days of Azariah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah, and in the days of Jeroboam, the son of Joash, the king of Israel, there was a start of the word of Jehovah by Hosea, and Jehovah proceeded to say to Hosea, Go, take to yourself a wife of fornication and children of fornication, because by fornication the land positively turns from following Jehovah. Let's stop right there. And he proceeded. Let's oh. stop right there. In this passage of scripture, God is showing the greatest and most clearest example of what love truly is. And my question to you is, before we go into this story, did God waste his time dying for you? 
for not being able to see the good in a messy situation? Do we appreciate him for dying for us when our surroundings is broken and torn apart? God's desire is to close the gap in the relationship line that has been broken. And people just don't understand the love that can be shown in a prophet called by God, given direction to marry a prostitute and have kids by her. Mm. Ooh, ouch, ouch. God's desire in that whole rudiment was for the relationship of husband and wife, of sinner and saved, <laughs> to come closer. In that relationship, it required a commitment. It required reciprocity. It required interchange. It could require honesty, communication to marry someone on the other side. Hmm. To be in a situation, some would say, why would God put me in a situation that is so unheard of? I'm a prophet. You want me to marry someone who walks the streets? God, what? I know that part. Woo, help us, Lord. Arrogance. Wayward thinking. Hmm. The definition of wayward thinking says, one's own inclinations, one who is hard to control, following no clear principles, opposite of what is desired or expected. Sometimes the situation seems so unheard of. This is behind me. This is too small for me. I can't, I don't know. Too big. Come on. Like the word was, think about what we think about. Say that again. Think about what we think about. Do we think <laughs> about separating ourselves from people that God has placed in our lives that are not like us? Are we firm on God's <laughs> word or are we wishy-washy? Do we have our own agenda? Come on, come on. Are we like mm. Jesus? In his story, he looked beyond her faults. Hosea, the prophet, represents Jesus here. Can't we look beyond the faults of others that God has supplied to be in our inner circle? Hmm. Come on. We see love in helping others and giving to others. But it is to engage in loving people that are considered unthinkable and show love in someone else's story. Do you know that Jesus died for the unthinkable? Hmm. Do you know that Jesus died for the intolerant? Even the disciples couldn't believe what they were seeing. It was unthinkable. Jesus dying, what, really? Hosea was put in an unthinkable situation. I'm a man of God. You got me 
give, you want me to marry a prostitute? Some Bibles call her an outright whore. Uh oh. Hmm. Wow. So God tells Hosea, this great man of God, one who sharing the word of God, that I want you to go marry a whore, a prostitute, a harlot, a fornicator. Ugh. What? But Hosea is a man of God. If you look at the story, you will not only see that Hosea represents the Godhead figure and Gomer, she she represents or depicts the people uh, that folks don't want to deal with, the, the one that has sinful tendencies, the ones that are unfaithful, the ones that are uncaring to a relationship, someone that will cheat on you, someone that will walk out mm -hmm. on you. Come on. Those with a huge appetite to sin. Like you once were. The Gomer and me. That part. It was me. Gomer was a night walker. She was a woman yeah. who lived loosely. Did all kinds of things. Yes. She had a shallow understanding of her own value and herself. Help us, Jesus. She had no clue the value of her husband. Ooh, help us, she Jesus. She had a godly man marry her. Mm, God has a plan in all situations, don't he? We don't understand it, but he has a plan in it. Her reverence to love meant absolutely nothing. God meant wow. nothing to Gomer. Hosea represented the God in her life at that time, and she took total advantage of that. And God sent this saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost prophet to marry this woman. He wanted to love her to change. He wanted to see his wife be her best, but it wasn't working. The longer he stayed married, the more Hosea saw his wife. She was a prostitute. Can you imagine her coming home late? Can you imagine his wife waking up in a strange man's bed at unfamiliar places? Can you imagine? My wife favors other lovers over me. My wife sells her body and gives herself for money. My wife stands on the corner. My wife performs cheap favors for men and makes a living at it. Oh, wow. We got to the point where we don't even want to deal with someone that we have prejudged and forgot that we have had our, was that bad ourselves? Come on. The Homer in us. Mm, you preach it better than we say it, amen. Have you noticed that Hosea didn't beat her? He didn't call his sisters out to beat her. He didn't divorce <laughs> her. He didn't throw rocks at her. 
He didn't even run her over with his horse or whatever they were riding back there. He didn't do none of that. Instead, without wavering in thought, he maintained his position as her husband. Yes, yes. He didn't give up on the less fortunate. He saw what she could be. He pursued her. He nursed her back to hell. He didn't give up on her. Yes. Why? Because he loved her. And notice he didn't fall into her bag of tricks. Because he could have did it too. Oh, he oh, said, I'd go cheat too. I'd go mess up part, too. He stayed committed to the mission. Sometimes you'll be in a situation and God uh, intends for you to be committed to the marriage that he has put together. And Hosea stayed saved. We don't know Hosea's background story all the way, but we know that he wasn't always saved. Just as Come we on. are born sinners, so was he. He had to have gone through something. Amen. Sometimes we forget Gomer's there. Sometimes we forget Ouch. that we've done something. We Ouch. put our religious scaffolds and fingers and stones and we use our words and we talk about people constantly because somehow, some way, we've wavered in our thoughts and now we think we're better than we are. Come on. I want to take this, this moment to remind you that Gomer is there. That's why we need Jesus. Yes, yes. Sin is there. At the door. How do we know that? Sin, sin is there when we talk about others because they're not living with us. We still prostitute our principles. I'll give you this if you give me that. Ouch. We choose sin and we put our commitment in God on the back burner and that contradicts our calling. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We are still changing our conversations. We're becoming tolerant to the intolerance. We're changing our conversations to match our crowd. Wavering. Sometimes you sometimes you're sick, big fat sinner. <laughs> That's a good word. We speak God to be seen. We speak oh, God to be heard. It's Ooh, called soliciting. It's called prostituting the holiness of God. Ouch. Gomer. We may not be known as a street walker. We may not be known as a call girl or a lady of the night. Right. But what I love most about all of that, even if those titles were upon our heads, God is going to keep on loving us until we learn how to love him back. Just like Hosea was trying to do with Gomer. Amen. God wanted Hosea to remember that you ain't been always safe. And I 
sent you to her to help her. I sent you to this situation that looks unthinkable to help her. That was an unthinkable request for God to ask him to marry a prostitute. God was showing uh, us what our ability and the level of love that we have. We can love past those things that seem unthinkable. Can you imagine <clears throat> Hosea coming home wanting to take his wife out and she's not there? She's in someone else's bed. Can you imagine Hosea falling on his knees and saying, God, send me a wife. Is she in the choir? Is she on the usher board? What church she go to? And God say, oh, she down there on El Cajon Boulevard. Go marry her. Can you imagine how he felt? <laughs> you Bridget. God said, there she is. She right over there with them fishnet stockings on and them uh, booty short. The four inch heels. There she is. Go marry her. What, God? Yeah, you tripping that. <laughs> that one over there. <laughs> the one with the blonde wig. Yeah, you wig. There you go. Hosea, there's your wife right there. Can you imagine how Hosea felt? Really? You want me to come out of my bougie place and marry her? I'm better than her. No, God wants you to remember that you were once there and now I'm positioning you there with her to bring her where you at. Come on. God was trying to get Hosea to understand that you're not me and that you have the ability to love past what you see. Didn't you say you trust me, you're a prophet? Did you say you huh. you're a prophet? That means huh. you trust me, right? So that means yes. you're going to stay in the game until I show you the plan. <laughs> I want you to represent Ooh. Jesus in me, in this center. She's reading you. You're her Bible, baby. I want you to go get her. For me. Smokey, call the fire department. When God comes Eat. after you like he came after Hosea, he comes after something that you have never seen before. Let me say that again. When God comes after you for something or for someone, he comes after something that you have never seen before. Why is that? Because he has a plan. Yes. His plan was to see Gomer come to church with her skirt all the way down and her fancy hat turned to the side. My God, she came to her to see her singing on the, in the choir, Mike, worshiping and praising God and watching all the other people join in her worship because they know where she came from. God had a plan for Gomer. God has a plan for those who look unfortunate or less than us. And because we are one, if one is down, we are down. That part, that part. We are we. Amen. No one of us is better than the next. Why? Because he died for all of us. He died because you all of us got the sin nature. Mm. Fire. Fire. Before God came after us, 
We were used for short-term encounters that had no depth to it and no meaning. Wow. We were used to chaos in our lives. Gomer was used to chaos in her life. Now she has this man coming to her and loving her past her circumstances. Come home for dinner. There's no dinner there. That's all right, baby. Kids in the bed sleeping. You out 2 o'clock in the morning. That's all right. When you come back, I got a little God to share with you. I got some real love to show you. Thank you for getting love for them little one-night stands and waking up and somebody. Come on home and let me show you what real love is like. Come on. God had a plan. What am I saying, Pastor? God wants to love on us and he desires for us to love on others no matter what their mistakes or their mishaps or their failures are. Why is this person in my life? Why am I in this situation? That's the question. Amen. Why is this situation around me? Why am I here? Hosea's like, really, God? Why are you having me marry a prostitute? He did. And had to have kids by her. Can you imagine have to sleep night after night with a with a woman who was with all other men and then have a child? That would question whether the child was his. But he loved her past that. Just like Jesus loves us past that. And we disappoint him so many times. If God could love us, how come we can't love others? Good question. We can't endure in love past a situation that looks unthinkable, that looks just way out. How come we can't love people that whose lifestyle is totally different from ours? color, choices of life, whatever. How come we can't love them? God is showing the epitome of love through Hosea in just this small passage of scripture. (laughs) This is a good word. Powerful word. If we can just give back to God just as much as he gives us in listening and in obedience, in endurance, my God, in commitment, just like God sent Hosea to marry an unholy woman in a circumstance that was just embarrassing. If we could stay committed to God in a situation like that, then we know that we are walking truly by faith. And not by sight. God sent me here to tell you all today. That we must remember. I'm waiting because I want to hear it clearly. We must remember 
that we once were what the world has taught us to perceive to be less than us. And remember how he received us and gave us unconditional, unfailing love. Preaching a word and knowing a Bible does not excuse us from remembering. Because it is our remembrance that is going to bring others into the fold. When I laid down last night, I turned off the lights. I said, God, what am I to say to these people tomorrow? And he gave me wayward thinking. I didn't even mm. know what wayward meant. I didn't know what wayward meant. I had to turn on my phone while China was falling asleep and study the word wayward. which brought us to this word right here today. We can't get so stuck in ourselves. That's the way we're thinking. So get stuck in our own self that we become a prisoner to our own soul, to our own skin, and to our own spirit. Amen. Amen. Any questions? Any comments? Amen. Wow. Wow. I thank, I thank God that you hit the nail on the head on several situations oh, here. Man. And, and how our messages just intertwine with each other. That no matter, saints, what your situation, Pastor said, God has a plan in our situation. So, and that, that gives you something to think about. That the situation that I'm in, God's got a plan for it. No matter what situation you're in today, saints, Pastor said that God has a plan. Start looking for that plan, not at your situation, but what is God's plan in your situation? And when you begin to look at it that way, we said earlier, look down the road and see the end. What you see is a dark, cloudy road. There's a silver lining down the road. So whatever your situation is, God has a plan in it. Wow. Yes. And in his plan, he loves us. And we've got to remember, he loved us while we were still walking on cobwebs in carnality over a burning hell pit. He still loved us. God loved us while we were dipping and sipping and tripping. Ooh. God loved us when we were doing our own thing. When yes. we didn't love yes. ourselves, we thought we did. Didn't know. That's a great depiction of God's patience. Just how patient he is. Think of all of these people in the world that's messing up. And he's got, and he's patiently waiting on all of us. Yes, he is. 
Hosea yeah. could have ran out any day, but he didn't. Mm -hmm. Anyone else? You know, Pastor, I was uh, I'm listening to to you and, and Pastor Mahone's message, and and it, it it took me back to coming into the body of Christ and, and uh, how. It, back in the day, I was frowned upon when I walked in and they couldn't see my pain and they couldn't see that I needed to be molded and, and, and made over. You know, I needed a complete godly makeover from the people of God. But, you know, I came in and I didn't look like them. and I didn't think like them and I was flawed and I was disillusioned and I was caught up in, 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 in gross darkness. And I didn't even know what it was to be a woman. And, uh, and I went to, I went to ask for help in those areas and uh, they played like they didn't know who I was, but What's on the inside shows on the outside. So what was on my inside was showing in me uh, to the extent that it was terrible. You know what? You know what? I want to apologize for the church. I want to apologize for the entire body of Christ for sending you through that because the church is designed for fellowship as a place for healing. It should be a spiritual hospital for the hurting. But because the church has separated themselves, unlike Hosea for so long, it's become embarrassing and it's become uh, uh, demeaning to those who need to be to come and be healed and hospitalized and nurtured like Hosea nurtured Gomer to their greatest health. The church was designed to be that healing spot, but because the church has abused it, I'm better than you, which is a Satan attack because he oh, wants to separate oh, the on. ear from the word. Let me say that again. He wants to separate the ear from the word. He attacks the church in that, in that, in that way. So now it separates the pain from the purpose, it can never be heard or connect. So in regards to that, I apologize for the church because the church should have been listening to God instead of wayward thinking and separation and allowing the enemy to operate inside the church. Come on. God's desire is for this. The pain, the hurt, the broken should be sitting on the front row of the church. Hallelujah. They should have the best parking space. They should be treated the best. Remember Jesus knelt down in the ground and he began to write when they wanted to stone the lady for adultery? Yes. He said, if any of y'all, if any of y'all ain't never sinned, God was exposing people and the church better be careful how you support those who are hurting who are who are broken when who have come to the church through you to see jesus god's gonna hold you accountable. Oh. god's gonna bust your butt if you don't get it right god's gonna Ooh. beat you down god's gonna make you go through something for how you treat his little ones 
When we congregate, we should congregate not only for worship and praise, but we should congregate to, to, to be an example of who God is for those who don't know. Hosea was perfectly that. And he had to sleep with this woman. He had to marry this woman. Yes. And it was directed by God. God said, marry this woman. Why would God have me marry this woman? Why? Because he had a plan that you don't understand. But the word says you should be equally yoked. But God has a plan and he can do whatever he wants, when he wants to do it and how he wants to do it. And our minority need to slow down it. and let God be God. Come on! Woo! You see, people always try to entangle God with his word. But because he yes. made the word, he can do whatever he... Notice I said he can, not we can. Right, right, right. Because remember, he had tried, they tried to entangle him up with, 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 with the woman that was bent over in the church. It's the Sabbath day, God. You can't help her. What? I'm God. Woman, stand up. Don't get me entangled with my own words that I made. Why? Because he's right. God. And Come God on. can do things any way he desires. He made us. He died for us. So he tells us. We don't tell him. We don't instruct right. him. We wait on right. him. That part. That's word. So behalf of the entire church body as a whole, I apologize for what they have done to you and to people like you. Amen. And on behalf of you, Pastor, I would say no apologies needed because from day one of my being with you, you've always taught us to accept people as they are Amen. and not to be ashamed of your past Amen. because the past is the past. And you had said that we we have a tendency to act better than look at somebody like we were better than forgetting we were just where they are now and if not for the grace of god many of us would still be there but god puts us in situations to help others god wants us to remember we were once there and if he loved us past our situation he expects us, which you've always taught us, to be able to love people as they are. And this is what's going to bring people out. They say if you love that person in that short dress, that dress is going to come down to where it should be. So often we try to bring people in and undress them before God's ready to. But if we would allow what God to move, allow God to to work on that situation instead of trying to do things in our time, allow things to happen in God's time, which is what you've always taught us. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And pastor. Okay. And pastor, um, I want to say that since I've been uh, following you as you follow Christ in the, uh, under your leadership, 
I have never been undermined. I have never been uh, looked down upon and uh, are talked down to. Um, I, uh, I was able to resurrect and blossom in your ministry um, and to heal, heal, heal in your ministry. And uh, I wanna say to, to all of my sisters, Laquita, Erica, um, the sister right here, I don't, I don't know, the, the, el the, older, the older lady like me, uh, I don't know her name. Carla, Miss Carla. Miss Carla and, and Fred and, and LaShawn, that if it had not been for y'all, I would have never been able to, to, to see myself and to be myself and to help. All I wanted to do was help. And uh, you guys gave me an opportunity to help and I, for that I'm grateful. Amen. For that, for that I, I love all of you. You know, even as I was talking to Sister Laquita and uh, she was kind of one that, that uh, <clears throat> put some fire. You can put a chair right there. Uh, put some fire in my heart. Because uh, she touched me in a way. She bridged between me and, and, and people that I thought I didn't like. But when I met Laquita, I was able to see that they was human. You know, and uh, I began to to heal, just heal. And she and she always, I remember I was at a, a, a cookout with her, uh, it was repast. And uh, the rapist came to me that had raped me and ruined my life. And Laquita just stood there. And after I told her the story, she, uh, she understood and said, it's gonna be all right. It's gonna be all right. He knows and you know. And uh, just keep and I just kept working and kept working with her, and I was able to heal from that situation from that day forward. Amen. Because of her. Amen. And that's my sister in the Lord. You know, she's a she, she's powerful, and I and I love I love watching her 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 work with the, our pastor because she just gets out there and she's right there. Hammer and nail, yeah, uh, uh, cement. It don't care what it is. She's doing it, and uh, she has really been a been a what you call a light in a dark in a dark dark mind that I, mindset that I had, and um, it calls healing. That's just your, it's your crew, you know. Even over here where where, where I live, I, I uh, we we got a whole lot of problems, but. Each one is growing because you taught me how to take my time with others and to understand the process of development. And then I love you guys for that. Um, I want every one of you to know that you're, an, you're amazing to me. You are amazing. And uh, I really see Jesus in you all. And you can tell a tree by the fruit it bears. Pastor, your fruit is, is, is sweet. 
It's beautiful. It's handsome. It's wonderful. Now, thank you for giving me an opportunity to be a part of your family. Amen. Amen. Esther, Esther Grant, I just want to say that you are a wonderful, wonderful person and continue to let your light shine. Me too. This is Laquita. And I want to thank you for those kind and encouraging words coming from me. And uh, nice to know. Did we lose her? It's, it's, oh, it's God. And, and I thank God for using me and teaching me. Amen. 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 She had her hand. I, well, I, I thank you for that message, Pastor Carol, because the first time I met you, you immediately did not judge me. You didn't judge me at all. Because you know the circumstance that I've been through and how far I was in deep darkness. I'm sitting up here just thinking how I came to the church with, you know, a hole in the shirt, hole in my pants, shirt too tight pants to die you didn't judge me at all you took that time and you wrapped your arms around me and you loved me for who mm. i was when nobody else loved me and when, oh. I, when i first met laquita and i mean i said god god said to me when that time you asked me to come to Sidler, and i said right next to me to her god said that's gonna be the person Pastor Carol her is going to be the person that's going to help bring you out of the situation that you oh came my God. in. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. My God. My God. I wanted a baby so bad, but God said it's not my time. And I could have been dead out in the streets with AIDS, died of AIDS. I could have done all this other stuff, but I thank God because where my mind is now. My family are coming to me saying that they love me even more, although we still have problems in our family, but I am able to pray and pray and pray. And I just want you to know that I am paying attention. I am learning. I am doing everything that I never knew that I, I never knew I could do. And I should have known how to do this stuff a long time ago. But now that it's applying to me, because when I get ready for my Boaz, who coming looking for me, huh? I'm able to understand that his wife is good. His wife knows things. His wife can pray for him. His wife will be there by his side no matter what. I just thank God. I just thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Amen. I thank you. Wow. Sister LaShawn. This is delivered. This is delivered. Yes, I just um, want to say there was this uh, two homeless guys, Fred and um, was the other guy named Charles, Pastor Carol? Wow, you went way back. Yes. Okay, so basically 
I don't know. I, I get this reputation of this person that just appears in people's lives and just don't go away. So I was down there at Dr. Carol's shop cleaning up where she had promised Fred and Charles they could live. And she wasn't there. And I found some needles. And I went to her and I said, I found these needles they're using. And she said, and I promised them they could I promised them they could live here. And I said, you know, I it wasn't my place. So who am I to argue with her? So I just went about my business of cleaning up. And God, he told me, he said, you've been in the church since you're 18 and you're in your 20 something now. He said, you never left the church in your addiction. Did I throw you out the church? Did I did I did I toss uh -huh. you away from me? Wow, preach, preach. And you were still going to church. So I had to humble myself and be the example that I needed to be for Fred and Charles, regardless of their situation. So that was over 20 something years ago. So anybody that comes through this ministry, you you if if you're if you don't have the heart to accept people where they are and love them to where God wants them to be then most likely you won't stay. But I see that the people here have the heart for the ministry because you're still here. We have to be able to love people where they are so God can take them to the next level where they need to go. And everyone here has grown extremely. Everyone here. Even Sister Carla, she don't say much, but she's grown extremely. Amen. That, that's all I have to say. Amen. Man. And if There's you two. notice that everybody's in a situation that comes through here, everybody we meet is in a situation. Something's going on in their life. And eventually, it doesn't show at first, but eventually through testimony or through private conversation, it's revealed that we're in a ministry, saints, where God has a pastor that's showed us how to open our hearts to anybody and no matter what their circumstance is. We're not judges. We don't judge people. No matter what it is, God has placed it in each and every one of our hearts that we're able to do above and beyond. In other words, we do things that a normal church won't do. They Come won't on, even please. attempt to do Say it. That. Say that. They won't even uh-uh, they go, they got the hand out. Uh-uh, don't bring that here. Not over here. Except that we open up to it. We we encourage them in a way that draws them away from what may be wrong into doing what is right. Come on. And it's not by judging, it's not by condemning, but it's by love that we're changing people, saints. Amen. And so God's continuing to do that. And our pastor's leadership, she may not even realize it. And sometimes she'll, we'll look at things and say, well, why is the pastor letting it go like that? Because God told her to. <laughs> we have to accept that things don't work on our times. Come on. And often people come and people go. But God has a foundation here, saints, and you're that foundation. No, you may not realize it, but you're that foundation which we're built upon. That things are going to continue to grow. 
And people are going to be amazed. How is that little group doing? We're not doing nothing, saints. It's the power of God through us. Amen. That we're doing whatever thing we're doing. I've never once heard the pastor say, look what I did. Or look what I'm doing. Not one time have I heard that come out of her mouth. And if she hear it come out of your mouth, she's going to tell you, ain't nothing you did. <laughs> so this is uh, teaching. This is our training we're getting. That God's going to use us, each and every one of you, from the quietest one, Sister Carla, <laughs> to the most argumentative friend. Uh, God's going to use each and every one of us to do what he has for us to do. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. I love you, Fred. Love you, God. Hello, in, Fred. In closing <laughs> remarks, um, first thing I'd like to say is every person has a soul. And every soul is deserving of God's love. No matter what their life mm. looks like. And then Second, I want to say, I'm hearing you, Lord, that when he came mm -hmm. here, he didn't come here full grown and some Stacy Adams and a tuxedo. He endured. <laughs> and then when he began to work, carpenter, sandals, dirt, donkeys he didn't come with a big head even when they I am who I am I come as a servant he's our master but he came serving come on therefore many people felt comfortable approaching him with their faults with their brokenness he was easy to approach Yes. The church, us, we are the church, should position ourselves to where others feel comfortable to approach us. Come on and be they self. And in that, we've got to remember that we too had some part of Gomer in us at some time. <laughs> That's right, Pastor. Pastor had some goma in her. <laughs> Amen. We all have. And we have to remember that when we're dealing with other people because that's a part of our maturity in order to minister real talk. Hmm. Real talk. That's right. Woo! We weren't called to tell people everything they want to hear. The devil does that. Mm -hmm. We're called to tell them what they need to hear so that they can be next dough in heaven, living eternally. Amen? Amen. So we're getting ready to get off of here. Um, 